Hey Geekscapists, we've got a Geekscape special for Captain America Civil War, and you know how these things go. We did one for Batman vs. Superman, we did one for Daredevil Season 2, and we've got one here for Captain America Civil War with Ian Kerner. If you're uh, finding this on, maybe you're finding this on iTunes, or you're finding this on SoundCloud, and this is your first Geekscape, this is a special. So, uh, if you want non-spoilers, listen to the weekly show. But in these specials, we get into the spoilers, and there are a ton of them here for Captain America Civil War. So you've been warned. I don't invite Ian on the show if we're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of what this movie is. Um, we went and saw it together. I'm pretty sure we uh, know what each other think of the movie. And, um, yeah, I'm just going to start it off. So they made a movie, Captain America Civil War. It has almost all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, characters in it barring tv and netflix and that, that's it uh i don't know what how to introduce a movie of this size and scope um obviously uh we were looking forward to it i'll actually uh rephrase that um a part of me was actually ambivalent to the movie like yeah, yeah because like batman versus superman i was really excited right i was like dude Finally, they get they do this, and obviously, I had this trepidation. You had this completely flipped around. Yeah, well, I had those trepidations, trepidations where I was like, okay, some of the things I'm seeing from the marketing campaign and the trailer are starting to give me pause. But with Captain America: Civil War, I'm one of those people who did really, I did enjoy Winter Soldier, but I have started, to, I started to feel a little bit of the fatigue. Well, you've been uh, really ambivalent about the Marvel movies in general. I mean, you, you, yeah, Ant Man. Ant Man was the highlight. As an idea, you yeah. say you like them, but you yeah. usually end up being really critical of them. Yeah, and so like Guardians, I thought was the highlight. I thought Ant Man was the highlight. When it comes to the Avengers movies, I'm I, I always feel like they're 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 borrowing from the same uh, well that they that Iron Man established, which it was fresh then, and it started to feel less fresh as you keep uh, over dipping the Oreo cookie. Um, and this one, I was like, okay, uh, Winter Soldier was really impressive. Um, I had my criticisms. I'm definitely going to have to see this because it's got every character I love in it. We'll see what they do. And I found myself, as I was watching the movie, every five minutes turning to my wife and saying, this is really, really good. And this is still really, and this movie is awesome. And then when the credits rolled, I... Firmly believe this may be the. I firmly believe this is the best Marvel movie yet. I liked it better than the Avengers movies. I liked it better than my two previous favorites, which are Guardians and Ant Man. This movie did so many various things. It did. A, it does a lot of things, and it does them all very, very well. You know, you know, I love the Marvel movies. I mean, I have the the movies I have the biggest issues with were Iron Man two and three. We've discussed them before. Yeah. Um, Thor two. I love Thor two. Yeah. Um, and, I wish Malekith hadn't uh, gone uh, out like a biatch. Yeah, but it's still but, the movie's yeah. great. It's fun. Um, yeah, it's much better than the first one. Uh, you, the first you, one you, I liked. You, but you think it's better than the first one? I, I do. I, I didn't do. know that opinion. Yeah, I do. Um, the first Thor is good, but it just drags a bit when he doesn't have his abilities. You know, uh-huh. it's, it's it's kind of still a fun. It's a cute movie, but it just drags a little. Right. Um, I mean, it's to me, it's still like a B plus. But, um, I mean, most of the Marvel movies, they have their flaws, but they're just a lot of fun, and they have a lot of heart, for the most part. Yeah. Um, I think you and I agreed on that one, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, it occurs to me, listening to what you were saying, and, you know, up until now, I thought The Winter Soldier was just such a great all-around movie, and then we get to this movie, and, you know, you've got to give the Russo brothers a lot of credit. Yeah. They really know what they're doing. 
you know, it's that right blend of action, you know, general drama, comedy, you know, um, they, they hit all of the beats. And I think that across the board, the problem with the Marvel movies always boils down to the villain. Mm-hmm. There's always a problem. I mean, in Iron Man right away, you know, it's, you know, Iron Monger? Yeah. Who cares? And it's okay, he's fighting an armed person. But you get it. We've seen this in other movies before, mm-hmm. but fine, you get it. Then, you know, Incredible Hulk is the abomination. Again, it's just, it's, it's the, the dark side of the same character, right? right? Um, Iron Man 2 is like doing the same thing, but they up the stakes by making more of them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, Mickey Rourke, it's like, you know, it's, like, it's just, just chewing scenery. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've got, we've gone on and on about in the past about you know what's wrong with that movie. There's so I much wrong with the, that movie. I watched the opening the other day and I, and I, I kind of enjoy aspects of it. And Sam Rockwell's character, I, like I, no, I, I enjoy. Th- there's great moments yeah. in that movie, which yeah. is probably what pisses me off the most about that movie because <laughs> yeah. there's a lot that's good. There's a lot that's great, yeah. and then there's things that are just ruined. But overall, I don't hate that movie. Right. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I had a lot of problems with it. Iron Man three is pretty much a waste of time, though. What's interesting. <laughs> About about this movie is and you know and I had issues with Age of Ultron you know I sure. was disappointed because I actually loved Avengers I know you, you had issues with that but this movie in one fell swoop with a little bit of exposition actually redeems is probably too strong a word but it it firmly fit both uh, Iron Man three and Avengers two into the canon yeah. of, of the evolution of these movies in such a way they're like okay. Fine. And the evolution of Tony on that, yeah, specifically, well, and it was like, okay, his relationship with Pepper, it, there was. That's what I'm saying about. This. So there's so much going on that the Russo brothers have to balance. That every character that has a full really, arc in this movie, and it's that was so impressive to me because so impressive. The biggest thing going in, you can always be cynical and be like, well, there's too many characters, right? They're, they're not going to be able to uh, balance them all or justify them all, and they did. Yeah, absolutely. And they did it really, really well, and they did it in a way that I thought for me, hurt Avengers 1 in, in that there was a lot of talking on the helicarrier. Yeah. And it wasn't always towards goal. I okay. was like, okay, like the propulsion of this movie, of its of the narrative is hurting because they're talking, but it's not always again like towards the goal. Right. In this movie, you were talking about that registration act, the, these, these accords, and whether or not you're going to sign. And obviously you have Cap and Tony... And they did a great job of not making either of them unreasonable. And they're all pretty justifiable opinions. And then there's, like Sam, in the vision. And you start to see these shades in between them. And you start to see these characters shaped really uniquely. And it was done in a really economic way. They only said a few lines each. Mm -hmm. But they were so clearly defined that putting them against each other, as this movie builds towards, uh, you couldn't wait to see it. Um, and it also never felt long, even though the running time is just shy of Ultron, I think. The movie never felt long. No, you, you, exactly. There's not a moment of audience fatigue watching this movie. I, the, you the don't want scenes, it to end. The action, uh, the action scenes were, I thought, way better than Winter Soldier. In the Winter Soldier action scenes were I, awesome. I, 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 I have a lot to say about that, but okay. I, actually, I'd like to take a more macro view first. You do you it. Know, when, when this movie was announced and... Give a little background, you know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of viewers will know this, uh, excuse me, listeners, but um, this is based on a comic story. Yeah. Uh, and my initial reaction to that was, oh, you know, doing Civil War, is it earned yet? Have the Marvel movies been coming out long enough? Have we seen enough of this to be doing Civil War already? Mm-hmm. Um, and 
the answer to that, what they did in this movie that I think is really great is, you know, so Civil War in the comics is about Superhuman Registration Act, which is how you refer to it. But the reality of, of this movie is, you know, okay, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, you don't really have a lot of, you know, masked vigilantes running around. Mm -hmm. They throw the word out there, you know, and it's great, you know, doing lip service to the word. And you ultimately get one. Right, we, we do, we do. Yeah. And, and when we talk about the TV stuff, you have one in Daredevil. Sure. Though the reality is, and the Rooster Brothers said this, they started making this movie, Daredevil season one hadn't even come out yet. Right. So, I mean, the, the, the reality of that, it's not really necessarily there yet. Or people hard aren't to aware sync, of it yet. They're hard to sync up for, to yeah, get those that, very characters hard. integrated. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I heard about this movie, you know, in much the same way, um, Winter Soldier informed a lot in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I was really excited going into this, oh, I just figured, all right, this is going to be so much about the Registration Act, it'll be in place, we'll play, see that play out in S.H.I.E.L.D. Obviously, we haven't seen the S.H.I.E.L.D. episode yet, it hasn't come, you know, mm -hmm. hasn't aired yet, but I'm actually not expecting that much of it, because what they did that was clever is it isn't really and truly the, the Registration Act, the Superhuman Registration Act that you got in the comic books, you know, it's really, truly about the Avengers, and the Avengers just signing on to these accords to be controlled. It's just about them. Yeah. It's not really about anything else. But it's also but, about the fallout from Winter Soldier. And, and, no, it's totally that. It's about the fallout from all of the movies. But you know how people are like, well, this is more of an Avengers movie. No, I think this is very firmly a Captain America movie. Yeah. But no, it's a but, really but, great but, way. It's the fallout from the first Avengers, mm -hmm. from the second Avengers, from, the second Avengers, yeah. from Winter Soldier. And this movie, I mean, and, and when you look at these things, you get that this is the kind of thing that would absolutely happen. Mm -hmm. um, interestingly, and as much as I don't like this aspect, again, in reference to Iron Man 3, playing upon the soul-searching thing that Tony's going through was very much what that movie was about. As much as I thought it was a waste of time, well, <laughs> um, yeah. I did. Yeah. Prior to this movie, I felt Iron Man 3 was a waste of time. Now, in the context of this movie and talking about Pepper and all that, yeah. and in just a couple of lines of exposition, they've now justified the existence of that movie. Mm -hmm. You know, it fully informs him and the stuff he's been going through and you know, how that affects his character moving forward and his relationship with Pepper and all that. So, you know, because in, in, in Avengers 2, when you watch that movie, it was like Iron Man 3 didn't even happen. Right. You know, there's zero reference to what Pepper's doing, what they've gone through, even the fact they destroyed all the armors, right. all of that stuff. You know, it's just not even acknowledged. It's just like, oh, yeah, I, my girlfriend's hotter than yours, Thor. You know? Right. That's it. Yeah. So There were parts in the two Avengers movies where I thought that they chose glib over character. And I, and, and I was like, come on. Right. Let, and, let's and, not and this, make those choices. This movie brings that character out, you know, aspect into it and you know interestingly the critics loved Iron Man 3 because it's really it's only about character you know right in, in, to in the, the exclusion in, to the of the rest of, of yeah, it the, you the, know? The, where you, the, yeah. the plot has a lot of head scratching well it's literally on. just you know Shane Black and Robert Downey Jr. going well let's get to the semi-autobiographical soul-searching movie in the yeah. context of my big superhero franchise mm -hmm. you know and it's, so it's just like you know and, and in the meantime let's also kick the fanboys in the balls and, and pretend the Mandarin's bullshit and, you know? and Demon in the Bottle isn't about anything. Yeah. I think if you want to do it... But, 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 yeah. but, but it's barely Demon in the Bottle. I know, and, yeah. and, and, which is the saddest thing about it. Because right. the, the movie starts with everyone has their demons right. as the voiceover, and you're like, oh, cool, they're going to sack up, and they're going to do this, and it's going to be yeah. very intense and, as you and said, internal, the, and it was intense and internal in a different direction. Right, because they touched upon Demon in the Bottle in Iron Man 2 and said, sure. okay, you know, That's we did a little nod, good enough. No. Yeah. 
because because yeah. here they do go very heavy into Tony and they go very heavy into each of these. I think a lot of these characters. I thought the stuff. I don't even know where to start. They're, they're, I mean, that's. The, I think the problem with having this many characters isn't so much about the movie. It's about how the hell do you start talking about this movie? Because I immediately want to start talking about. Uh, well, well, let me say this. The Wakandan stuff. And okay, the father, okay. Son so, stuff. So let me say this. I'm going to get the bad out of the way. Well, well, yeah, but. For me, like walking out of the theater, it's so much about inheritance. This movie, yes, and about like mothers and uh, fathers and sons. Absolutely, and, this, and I thought and I think that's amazing. Yeah, even down to Zemo's motivation. Yes, and I gotta love. I love Daniel Brühl, and Zemo is easily my favorite Captain America villain. Uh, he's the, awesome. The, the, that's my negative, actually. Okay, let's go for it. Okay, so so as 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 we said a few minutes ago, you know, the biggest flaw in the Marvel movies are the villains. Right. Um, Loki's great. So again, I mean, sure. you know, and Loki and Thor. I wanted Malik to step up a little more in Iron Man, in Thor too. Yeah, but yeah. but again, you have Loki, so yeah. you know, there it is. You know, same thing in Avengers. I mean, you know, Loki's always great, um, but in the Iron Man movies, villains always a little bit, you know, I like, iffy. Um, I liked Ronan. I liked Ronan. I like and I like Yellow Jacket. I so. As I was saying to you before we started, I just watched Ant-Man again. I loved it the first time. I loved it the yeah. second time. Criticism is, once again, <laughs> it's, it, 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 yeah. it's the dark version sure. of villain, but it played great. Yeah, I think Curry Stoll was great. great. Yeah, it was absolutely great. So, I mean, Curry so, Stoll like, kills that guy, shrinks him and steps on him. So in this movie, and this is, again, I love this movie so much. This is such a tiny quibble. But Zemo's not Zemo. Zemo is not purple-faced, mush-mouthed Zemo. No, he's not, but... Wait, back up. Let's explain this. Yeah. In the comic books, originally, Baron Zemo is a Captain America villain from the 40s. Yes. Who's a Nazi. Yes. Okay, he's actually the reason in the comics that he made a bomb to go to New York. Steve lands in the ice. Pretty much, yeah, Steve lands in the ice and Bucky seemingly dies. But they give that to the Red Skull, and we know that that's been reattributed to the Red Skull. And that's fine. And then, again, in the comics... They move forward, and Zemo's son comes around sure. and takes over. So you have your father and son theme. So going into the movie, we knew Zemo was going to be in it. Kind of excited for that. And Zemo is doing this, we learn later, for his family. Yeah, in, but in, 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 Sokovia, and he's, a he's, just, he's just, I mean, what is he? He's a Sokovia black ops guy? But here's the thing. Here's why he's a great villain in this movie. He wins. Oh, uh, the, 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 <laughs> like he is a great villain because it doesn't make him a great villain. That means that the, sto- the story is tight. It's giving credit to the story, but actually, you know what? No, excuse he me. He did it. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let me take that back. He's the person who did this. Let, let me take it back. the The story is fine. Making him Zemo bothered me. He didn't need to be Zemo. He's not Zemo. Well, he's after Cap. Okay. And he manipulates Bucky. And he, the entire time he's searching for information to okay. manipulate Bucky. Granted, granted. To use as a weapon, not just against right. Cap, but against Tony and against each other. Okay. Um, if Zemo is nothing but a brilliant strategist in the comics, I would say, yeah, this is Zemo. And v- Zemo is a, is a master manipulator, I'll give you that. This is I Zemo. Mean, thunderbolt to it. Okay. No more, um, I'm sorry, just oh, so sorry. you clear, clear your mic. Yeah. But that's fine. But I think this is very much Zemo, because he's a master manipulator and a okay. strategist in this. And that was like... Wow, he did everything but pull that damn purple mask over his yeah. face, and the, I, I, I do I do love I, the line at the end about oh you know you lost. He's like, did I? He didn't lose. No, he didn't lose. Yeah, he, he, did, he, he did what he said. The do. Avengers are completely asunder, and only yeah. the threat of Thanos can yeah. bring them back together. Dude, no, dude, dude, the term is disassembled. Come disassembled, on, got it. <laughs> yeah, 
Got it. Yeah, the Avengers are disassembled, and only the think the threat of Thanos can bring them together, right? Well, actually, is that, the, was, is that the narrative? I, I, fe- I felt it was, but I am left very much wondering: um, Do we get them in Black Panther? Because that's before that. Well, do we get them in Spider-Man: Homecoming? <laughs> we had definitely get Tony. No, we get Tony. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> and uh, I'm fairly certain that we don't get the rest, and right. that's fine, and we shouldn't. Um, all right. So, okay, I, I see your point. Yeah, you make you make it. good points. That was my initial <laughs> yes. reaction about Zemo, but but you make good points. Yes. I, I like it. Um, I need to see it a second time. Buddy, we all need to see it a <laughs> yeah, second time. Yeah. This movie was such a surprising... And it, and it sucks that, I, that I've gotten to the point where these, this stuff is surprising to me when it's really, really good. But Marvel has kept itself at such a high level for so long that... You keep expecting them to fall. Well, yeah. I think, we, I think collectively we, we sit there and go... How, like, are they going to be able to pull the hat trick again? Uh, and I, I stopped thinking that. Between Guardians and Ant-Man, I'm now going like, wow. It's just so good. Bring yeah. on four Bushman. This one I knew was going to be great. Um, and the fact that this one narratively is so perfectly both a sequel to Winter Soldier and to Avengers 2, and again... Iron Man 3. Uh, and Iron Man 3. And, and upping the level, because Avengers 2 was a disappointment. Yeah. You know, and, and Winter Soldier was so high... That we're literally going like, how can it possibly be that good? And it is. And it's a prequel to several other movies. Yes. Uh, the next Avengers phase and Spider-Man no, Homecoming. It completely sets up Black Panther. And it Black completely Widow. sets up. Where, where we, are they doing a Black Widow movie? Well, you 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 shared They've that Kevin. About it. Well, you shared that Kevin Feige interview, yeah. and, it, and, and in it, Feige's saying, well, obviously that's worth contemplation because she's a character that we're all very excited about. Right. And and I now think, they've I think left that, her in, in that in that in between place, which yeah. is actually the perfect place for Black Widow. I think that climate is uh, is is right for it. But obviously, we set up Black Panther. We see that in the post credit, and we set up Spider Man. We all knew that was coming. Um, I think this movie again. I'm just going to go back to that. It does so many things. It yeah. is such. It, I think that this is the most dynamic Marvel movie. By the way, a lot of people feel feel, so feel that they want to see well. a new Avengers movie that just caps Squad going off, having nothing to do with Infinity War and doing what they're doing. You know, sure. um, that's why I wonder if we if we're going to get some of that in Black Panther or not. Yeah, I, I think that just like. Thor is running around cavorting with a Hulk in, you know, wherever the hell, in Ragnarok. Oh, God. It's going to be so much fun. I think that we're just seeing these two heavy hitters just smash it up. Um, And I also love that they're talking about, if I lose, I thought, I thought, um, what's his name? Uh, um, Help me out here. Uh, um, William Hurt's character. General General Ross. Ross. When, When General Ross is saying, like, do you even know where Thor and Hulk is right now? Like, if I lose a megaton bomb... I'm responsible for it, and you guys don't even know where these two most powerful things on the planet are. Right. And yes, you have to be held accountable for that. Um, again, that's a really economic line. It's and a it, great line. So but Cap's point is that, is that they have the right to you know, decide yeah. for themselves. And it so clearly are, you know? puts in perspective in just the, that back and forth, how you set the entire chessboard. And it was, and, and, and again, like with Black Widow, there's a gradation there. And Vision has his own logic-based reasons for doing these things. Uh, and Sam is sometimes some thinking about, okay, well, I'm obviously going to follow Steve, but I have my own uh, like reasons for this. Uh, they just did a really great job. And then Wanda, on the other hand, is, is she part of this because she didn't like the choices being made for her? She looks up and she's a prisoner in the Avengers building, and she's like, wait, okay. 
Well, I, I could have stayed here. No, yeah, but then, that, that, that then great Hawkeye, moment between Hawkeye and Vision, and so she realizes, like, oh, now I got to get out of here. Yeah, and she's like, but this choice was made for me. Right. <laughs> this entire movie paints these characters in different shades when they could have just been like, you're team A and you're team B, which was the marketing campaign, Yeah, it's fine. But in the and movie, it was, re- I mean, knowing that that was the marketing campaign, I went into this movie and was like, okay, this is going to be too simplistic and I'm going to be bored. And then seeing that this movie actually took its time and actually like painted them all in different shades, there was a lot to chew on and it was all really entertaining. And the ball was never dropped. And from that first five minutes in Africa, that, that action sequence, just seeing the painstaking detail in which they choreographed the fights, there wasn't just a flurry of punches. Like sometimes when I was watching uh, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. I was like, these are some pretty cool fight scenes, but every now and then there's the flurry of punches or the flurry of kicks. And, and that for me always feels like treading water in a fight where it's like, okay, well, the, each punch thrown doesn't really, you know, it's like after a while there's a redundancy to that. The fight scenes, every single one, each punch had an impact each bullet had an impact. Each deflection had an impact. Very much so in that first scene. Um, and I thought it was remarkable how creative these fights were. And I thought it was leaps above Winter Soldier. And Winter Soldier was, was obviously the, the benchmark at that point. Mm-hmm. This, was, this was like the raid level stuff. And I think those fight scenes are remarkable. This, is, this was such a raising of the bar... That my jaw was down. It was like just well, slack yeah, the you, entire I, I, time I'm watching you, it. You never get that viewer fatigue of, okay, it's just a special effects extravaganza and I'm just lulled into complacency. It's just you're really excited. I think some of that, like particularly you know, toward the later scenes when you have all the heroes fighting each other, is that you have a stake in every character. It's not like Avengers or Avengers 2 where they're just beating up you know, the, the multiple minions. Or yeah. This. yeah, no, yeah. it was pretty awesome. And the only... F- major flaw I have is not even that major is with that scene because I'm invested very much so in the vision mm-hmm. and the vision shows up and you think that the game is up because Cap's forces are running for the helicopter <laughs> and they want to go find out these super soldiers that Zemo now has access to from having access to the code and, and, and find out where the, where, where the silo is in Siberia that they're hidden and Cap's got to go stop them because there's going to be a plague of super soldiers if he doesn't. And all of a sudden, the Vision shows up, cuts a line in the sand, and says, I think this is over. And I'm thinking about the Vision's power set and saying, yeah, what? this is over. And then for the most part, when that fight now erupts, Vision is sidelined. Well, that, for, I, and I don't see the justification for sidelining. Well, well, let me say this. So the Russo brothers actually discussed the notion of no Thor, no Hulk. Right. It's like, because... If they're around, yeah. it's over. They either have to fight each other. Yeah. Because they, they touch anybody just, else. It's yeah. Over. They, right. they just, it's just so completely but the and totally. Vision's power set is he could face through either of those characters and also mess them well, up. Well, and that's just it. So the Vision is the one character that actually, I mean, he outclasses everyone. So maybe we could have seen more of it, but I thought they did do a pretty good job in his conflict as a Wanda and he's distracted. Yeah, I would have liked to see that in that scene. You would like to see more of that. Yeah, I understand. You know, because he does, I mean... He disappears for a lot of that scene. Yeah. And it's... Keep in mind, that scene gives us Goliath. And that fucking sequence yeah. is so surprising. Giant Man. And I gotta say, Marvel, Disney marketing, thank you. Because that is such a pop moment that you could have put into a trailer. Yeah. And the fact that it, you didn't give it a, put it, it in the trailer... It, it, I'm, sure it'll, I'm sure it'll be in a trailer this week. 
I lost my damn mind. Yeah. When he said I, when he did that, I was like, "What's he gonna do? Is he gonna is he gonna shrink? What's he gonna do?" And then all of a sudden, he enlarges to the, the, over the size of the plane, and the, you're like, "Oh my god!" The unfortunate is... reality is there were clues because of the toys these days. Sure. There are clues out there. Right. And I had avoided it. I didn't see it, but it had been mentioned oh my to god, me. But dude. it was so great. This that that this fight scene is. So much fun. And again, it was something that I anticipated as giving me a fatigue going into the movie. I was like, okay, they're going to be fighting each other, but it's not going to matter. The I mean, I mean, wait, 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 what the about Spider-Man's scene, line? Oh, they're not slowing down. The fight scene is so fucking awesome. And we, I, I, can't, I don't even have, think I have the time on this episode to give you the fucking love letter from oh, yeah. Tom Holland that I, you know, you guys have listened to. If you've listened to the show for a long time and you guys heard my review of The, the Impossible, you know I'm Tom Holland fanboy for years. And then this kid playing the greatest superhero of all time is my dream come true. And he did not disappoint down to the Queens accent. I, and the Queens Brooklyn stuff is brilliant. But um, again, going back to the vision, if we see Wanda in danger and the vision wanting to, uh, wanting to maybe uh, interfere, but he's chosen a different side, or you see Wanda starting to go off the rails with her power set and, he wants to interfere. Like I, I didn't. I, I lost vision for large points of that that fight, and he's somebody who could easily have turned the tide in any way. And even if it's like Paul Bettany is like one of the greatest actors there is. So just seeing his quandary in that moment would have kept him in that narrative instead of losing him for large patches. I, I of think time. I have to watch it again, but I think that the way you have to look at that scene is. Um, you know, they move to, you know, the different yeah, fights yeah. and you have to view them as simultaneous. Yeah, yeah. So, so where's he? Yeah, but what I'm saying is there's not as much time happening there Got it, yeah. as what's on yeah, screen. Yeah, no, no. The, a, and a that, less, that lessens the yeah, point. A sequence that's 10 minutes is really just two, but right. it, yeah, it's these five simultaneous things. Uh, you know what? That, guys, that is my argument with the movie. What I just told you about the vision in one scene it was my argument with the movie. I thought this movie was so incredibly impressive and progresses the Marvel Universe so much with the Peggy Carter stuff, the Tom Holland uh, stuff, the Wakandan stuff, the Wakandan father-son stuff. Because you know so much, something's uh, happening. I'm well, just like, well, there's well, so well, much death As you movie. said, there's so much family stuff going on in this movie. Look, you know, we knew back in The Winter Soldier um, that she was going to be Sharon Carter. Yes. Right? That, that uh, yeah. Emily Van Camp was going to be Sharon yes. Carter. Um, and we and, love her. Yeah, and it was interesting because, you know, Agent 13, like, so we knew. And it was, it was very interesting. It's like, oh, they didn't actually say it, you know? You weren't sure, and, and this, this was the perfect way, you know? Um, and and they're, they're using aspects of the Captain America's death storyline uh, in treating her with, and they're, they're doing it now in the books after the fallout of, like, the Pleasant Hill stuff where Maria Hill is very much... Right like on trial for what she's done in the Marvel universe in the in the comics guys uh you know they they created a prison with a cosmic cube where they basically retrofitted villains into thinking they're everyday societal members society members and contributing members of society and slowly the like locks you know, the mental locks start falling into place and the villains starting with Zemo start figuring out oh I'm not just a normal guy working in society I'm a super villain and then all of a sudden, shit starts hitting the fan. And who do we all point to? Maria Hill, who decided it. So Sharon Carter's now kind of working her way into becoming the director of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. I don't see it that but, way. No, she's, but, a, she's a CIA. S.H.I.E.L.D. is... But, um, but Sharon Carter's role in the whole 
cap death sequence and this and that. Like, she's very much, like, on the, guys, I'm not supposed to be doing this. I very much could lose my job. But I got to get you guys the information so you guys can be the heroes you are. And well, I, I, the Sharon I, stuff is amazing in this I, movie. I, I love I, her. Yeah, I, I see it as just that, you know, what we saw in Winter Soldier is, because, look, before the Hydra reveal happened, she's already made a decision. I'm not going up against Captain America. Yeah. You know, that's where... And, My aunt it, used to talk to him, talk right. about him. Well, yeah. well, and that's just it. When, 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 you, when you have the reveal, even though for the, we comic fans watching Winter Soldier knew, when you have the reveal that, okay, she's Peggy's niece, she grew up knowing about Captain America, I mean... And she's Sharon Carter. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's... You know, of course. That, that, that's where she ends up. And as good as that scene is where they ultimately kiss, the best part of that scene isn't even that. It's... Can you move your feet up? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> the Bucky Sam stuff it, is it's, awesome. It's so it's so so funny. The two people who and, in the book inherit the Captain America mantle yeah. in the movie are. And all in awesome. fact, in the comics, that they we just had a, a great scene between them, just acknowledging that the fact that these are the two, these are Cap's two best friends yeah. from different eras in his life, and to see them interact, and, and that's just it. There's really just so much going on in that scene, you know. One line. Yeah. To go back to like how good the Russo brothers yeah. are. One line. Great. And you're like, I mean, that, that was the highlight of the movie for Laura. And Laura uh, yes. loves the movie. Yes. That movie, did. that, I mean, guys, that's great writing. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't so, even know if that's improv or what, but that was fucking awesome. So, so, so let, let's go back to this. I mean, first of all, um, what I'm about to discuss is just talking about the v, VFX of this, which I understand was one of the most difficult things in the movie to do. But beginning of the movie, seeing Robert Downey Jr. young, and sure. he's exactly... Exactly yeah. what he used to look like through CGI. Yeah, I mean it's Robert like Downey Jr. from like yeah, yeah. Weird Science. Yeah, you know it's yeah it's like whoa like it's perfect. Yeah, but it was also great in Ant Man when you saw that with the, with Michael Douglas and yeah no they, great, they, but... they've been doing a great job with that but uh, it, it was just uncanny. I was un, I was unprepared for how good that was. Yeah, yeah, and and I have to say that well first of all. Um, I mean, I think going into the movie, I suspected they were going to do that. So for me, I don't know about you, I, I instantly was like, okay, well, clearly Winter Soldier killed Howard Stark. You, you were thinking of that when you were seeing that sequence? Absolutely. When you saw the 1991 plot line? As soon as I saw 1991, I thought, okay, well, Winter Soldier's about to kill Howard Stark. Okay. And then they waited till later to show that that happened. And Howard Stark's in Ant-Man? Yes. He's in that scene with Michael Douglas? Yes. Okay, so he was fresh on your mind. Yeah. Okay, so you saw that coming. No, I, I, I knew that yeah. he was involved in S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything. Okay, so for me, Man. like that, that revelation of... I'd almost forgotten the whole Howard Stark stuff by the time I got okay. to that scene where Bucky sees the video at the end. And I was like, I, yet again, in the course of three hours, applaud you yet again, Russo Brothers, because this movie never felt long. And you can, say that the, you can think that the highlight, that the pinnacle of this movie is the fight at the airport. Mm-hmm. There's still 30 minutes left. Maybe twenty, but yeah, and it and it does not feel like a fourth act. No, it felt great. Yeah, and then again, it felt very no, much personal you, yet again to Cap, and it takes it back. As to you being said a Captain before, movie. it's a long movie. And it gets the ending, and you look. That's it. Why is it ending? Yeah, no, dude, I could have. I want more. Isn't that crazy? D- don't, don't stop. How dangerous do you think that is? It's insane. <laughs> that one it's insane. So 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 going back to that scene. So so first of all, question because I've only seen it once, and so. We initially see Bucky take what his package is, which is... The, the, yeah, so, the icy huts. 
Yeah, so the icy hots icy that hots. are blue, so are they are, they're a version of the super soldier serum, and yeah. that's what they put in, into the, the other Winter Soldiers, right? That are in the, the Siberian silo, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's what that was. And obviously you think that Zemo wants an army of those things, and Absolutely. Zemo says, no, I don't want any more of you, because Cap, you are what killed my family. Right. Such a fucking great so, surprise. Brilliant twist. So awesome. When you show up, yeah. and you, you think that Cap and Bucky and Iron Man are going to have, in, and uh, T'Challa are going to end up having to fight super soldiers. I was like, oh, this is going to be some fucking badass shit. And you get there, and Zemo's gone another way. He said, no, I've killed all these super soldiers. I have to remove them from the board because these dangers need to be destroyed. And which, it w- which, mind you, is exactly what the, what the world government is saying. And it's so consistent in a different way. with his character. But He's no, like, but, if you guys didn't exist, my family would still be alive. But, so I'm not going to allow these super soldiers to exist. And, 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 and if anything, I'm going to have you guys discover this so you can kill each other. And, but in fact, what's really interesting, what's so smart about this movie is you actually have the bad guy in the world government who we theoretically are the good guys. They actually have the same goal. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Zemo's the shit. And I mean, that, that Zemo's he, the shit. He's actually shutting them down. I think Zemo is awesome. And I think he's awesome in this movie. And when he moves forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he ultimately pulls that that cap over his face, <laughs> I'm just gonna fucking stand up and applaud, man. Well, well, well so, Zemo is Zemo wins. So, so that's another interesting thing that you know. Um, and I, I'm, he's more I, of a I, manipulator I, than Loki l- was. L- let me say this: I, I I don't intend to go off on a big tangent going into Batman versus Superman, but. Something I thought about watching this movie that Zack Snyder had said in regards to Batman v Superman and the, the absolute ridiculousness of how he just killed Jimmy Olsen. We've talked about it before. Um, but what I was thinking to myself is that, all right, so you have this giant playing field and there's only so many stories they can do. And so, so they killed Crossbones so, you know, right. pretty quickly. And Marcus you know? and McFeely also, wrote, I mean, they wrote the script. So, like, as much as I'm, like, praising the, the Russo brothers, I think those two screenwriters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, no, and, and, and they did Winter Soldier. Absolutely. Yeah, this is so, a step up from all of it. So, so my point is that, like, you just made reference to Zima pulling the mask on. Maybe we'll get that. Maybe we won't. But, though, I suspect probably not. Right. Okay. Point being that in the comics, you know, so many of these characters have such a rich history of so many years. And, you know, even minor villains recur often. Mm-hmm. And in these movies, I think, like, you know, literally one of my friends said, oh, my God, I can't believe they killed Crossbones like that. I was like, well, honestly, you've now had Crossbones and have a major role in two movies. Yeah. Like, you're not getting any more Crossbones. What do you want him for? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is he's still around in the comics running around. I will admit, though, that there's a, a part of me that, wishes, that hopes that somehow Zola got into the Internet. Yeah. Like, I want Zola. I want no, more Toby Jones Zola. No, like, it was great. <laughs> it was awesome. But, but, but again, yeah. you had Zola in the first Captain America and the second one. Right. How much Zola do you need in these movies? Yeah. I mean, that's paying pretty great, you know, service to this character. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that's an I, interesting I, I, thing. I would still like the Red, the Red Skull. I, absolutely. And but I we only see, had him in one yeah. movie. It would have been and, awesome. he's a, and he's a major character. It would have been so. pretty sweet of Robert Redford to peel the skin off and been the Red Skull. And, that would have been great. <laughs> in, in Winter Soldier. That would have been great. Might have been but, too cheesy, but, but, but it would have been fucking But awesome. especially considering the Hydra aspect of it yeah. all, that would have been he great. He peels his head, mask off. And, it's and, like, and by the way, and, and that actually would have really held true to the comics. Right. You know, that, it's the kind of thing that's happened It's the one, it's the one thing times. I wanted the most out of Winter Soldier. I was agree. like. I agree. Robert Redford's character being Red Skull and being like, oh, by the way, I've been with you the whole time. Congrats. But, but, but there's an argument to be made that that's just a little bit too convenient comic totally. book. 
totally. to have it just be this, the character that you already knew, totally. as opposed to just being someone else with, their, with you know, maybe someone but their own motivation. Yeah, it would have shrunk the world a bit. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. So, so coming back to that, that flashback scene, you know, at the beginning of the movie, um, for me, and again, a place that the movie did something unexpected, I felt that they introduced this interesting idea. So this is Tony's presentation at MIT, we find, as they back up. You know, initially, you know, you're thinking it's really more about the flashback, but you end up seeing these are Tony's memories, and he says something very interesting to me. He says he spent $611 million to basically come up with something that's for his own therapy to deal with, mm-hmm. with past, you know, with memories that are causing trauma. And the connection I instantly made in my mind, in, in a lesser movie, well, actually, I should say, in a movie that wasn't a franchise, that would have paid off in therapy for the Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good and a lot of people I've said it to them, it's like, really, I didn't see that. It's like, well, I, I felt like that's exactly where yeah, I expected Tony, that to go. Tony could have used that technology for Bucky. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so, that's obviously, where the movie ends, they haven't come together. Right. So that doesn't happen. Right. You know? Um, similarly, you know, when the movie ends, and actually, it, it's actually in the tag, mm-hmm. you know, when a soldier's arm's been ripped off, now you see him in Wakanda, and you just think, oh, he's going to give him the arm, which I'm sure they are going to do, he's but, gonna give, but they're going to give him a new arm. Yes. But instead they just freeze him, because it's what they're going to do, but they didn't do it yet. Also, similarly, and referencing the comics... Are they going to give him a new arm, or are they going to give him a new claw? No, they're going to give him I know, an arm. But, no. but, but, I know but what do, you're doing, do, yes. do, do you think Winter Soldier plays into the Black Panther movie Well, I hope so. With the claw being the villain uh, and this and that? That, that, I hope so. I mean, I hope freezing him in Wakanda means yeah. that we get him, right. you know, in Black Panther. Um, the other thing that's actually important, so, you know, at the, at the end of the movie, Cap walks away, leaves the shield, um, and Falcon, you know, they got him out of jail, but they, sure, they don't have their weapons. Well, you know, in the comics, T'Challa, Black Panther, yeah. actually designs a more modern wings for yeah. Falcon. right. Um, you know, did it, I think it was in uh, the Busick run of Avengers. Okay. But it's, it, it's you know, in the 2000s, which mm-hmm. is, you know, you know, more recent anyway. So, um, so, I mean, I think that's all, it's all there. We, we don't even need to see it. It can be so implied. So, like, T'Challa but, can be the, the, the person that Tony was in endorsing well, this. I, well, that, and that's know. exactly something that goes on in the comics. It's usually, it's either Tony or T'Challa. Yeah. You know, that does it. Or, Once De- in or, or, or Deadpool. Well, that, <laughs> that's what's going on that, now. That, that's now, yeah. But, yeah. but you know, but it'll ultimately be Peter one day. But there, or Iron Fist. Yeah, <laughs> there are a well, lot of billionaires. Well, you're around. talking about the money, but know, actually the, the, the tech know-how. Yeah, you know. Um, but um, so th- that that I thought was very interesting. But anyway, I, I what I was saying in regards to the flashback, not having yeah. that that paid out in this movie. It's it's very much. Acknowledging the franchise of it all, yeah, and I think I think that was kind of interesting. Were you left hanging? Is what you're saying? Um, it's not hanging because it's just look going into this movie at the end of Winter Soldier. You know, you have that that little tag of Bucky in the museum. You think, okay, he's remembered everything now. He's good. So for a second, I was like, oh, he's not quite there, right? Like, but you know what? That's realistic. I like the idea of you know, and then it's, it's coming back cool. to him, and, that, and the programming, you know, gets you know, yeah. Enacted again, and Zemo you know, says the magic words again. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, he's conditioned, mm-hmm. and that's actually consistent with when a soldier he starts getting his memory back, and then he gets reset. One question: Why did Zemo allow for the individual in the bathtub to be found? Because that was he, part of his yeah. plan to get Tony there. To get Tony there, got it. 
Okay. Literally, I was sitting in the movie. Yeah, and, and I was like, and, why and, would... And yeah. Ju- my, our friend Justin yeah. was, was like, why, why would he do that? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, why didn't he just and get a clean I said, getaway? I said, because we thought we knew what the plan was. Yes, yeah. If the plan was to army actually have the army, said, yeah, then you don't want to leave any clues. No. Right. His whole point was to let them get there. He was luring them. Yeah. And it was, it was a very clever, subtle... You win, Marcus McFeely. You yes. win. Movie's good. Yeah. Um, Beyond good. Yeah, and my danger, Geekscapist, is that this thing just turns into a giant praise fest. But the movie's that good, and um, it's it's really hard to talk about in a, any kind of critical way because, to me, this is the best Marvel movie. And um, one thing I can do playing here with Ian, and we've kind of done it before or already, or is like, how does this affect? Does it affect Guardians Volume Two at all? No. Okay. And, and by the way, when we talk about the tags at the end, yes. no Thanos. No Thanos. But, you know, I was going to say, we it, don't get it, another gem, but we do have conversation about Vision's gem. Absolutely. The mind, so it's the mind gem. The mind gem is a huge part of this movie as far mm-hmm. as Vision's concerned. And uh, he talks about it, and he talks about controlling it or learning how to control it. And you think, oh, this could go dark for Vision, mm-hmm. which I love. Um, I'm only going to raise the, the uh, conversation about Guardians Volume Two because we get that before Infinity War, mm-hmm. so that well we should yeah that, well it's scheduled to be yeah but so, I'm saying we're, right. st- we're still setting up the Thanos of it all right so and, that, and, that, that, and that that movie is very important so the Thanos of it all may be like the not like the lack of a Thanos in the post credits for this movie may just be we should have had a, a Thanos quite a bit of Guardians yeah but Guardians I'm saying, Volume but, Two might be the the setup for Infinity War that's what I'm saying yeah. I think we're both saying that's, that's, that. Yeah, that's um, absolutely the case. Okay, so Scott Lang was in that prison, the raft, at the end of this movie. How does this set up Ant-Man and the Wasp? Well, that, that's why I'm wondering what we get in Black Panther. Right. Is Ant-Man and the Wasp going to be up before Infinity War or after it? Not sure. I think it's after it. It's pretty awesome. I'm yeah. excited about it. Yeah. Uh, Scott Lang was... I mean, obviously we talked about the Giant Man stuff. Love it. But oh, so good. He had, well, well, he had well, to well, share what the Iron Spider-Man but what about the Iron Man stuff? About yeah. Ant-Man jumping into the armor was, was awesome. awesome. Yeah. Because literally that's one of the things about the, the design of the cinematic Iron Man suit is vents. Yeah. yeah. You know? that you know, Yeah, so he can yeah. get in. And Ant-Man takes Iron Man out, which is awesome. We've already seen him take the Falcon out, and, which and, is great. And yet at the same time, then Iron Man flushes him out. Mm-hmm. So it's just great. And he pulls another trick. I'm bigger than all of you. Yep. You know? It would have been cool to see Vision then, where, where it's like, okay, well, if they're going to do Giant Man, I have no quandary with involving myself at this point, because like, he really takes over for a while. Uh, one question. Well, he did phase through him. Yeah. One question. Oh, you're right. You're right. One question. Um, the believability of a nerd growing up in Queens not knowing Hawk? Come on. That kid knows Hawk. No, he, he did know it. <laughs> he goes, that old no, movie. His rep, so he knew it. Yeah, he goes, his that reference old movie. is that it's an old movie. He's seen it. <laughs> he knows the movie. But think maybe, about, maybe he doesn't think about what he's saying. No, levels. that's not even that. Yeah. He's 15 years old, so he's just acknowledging, well, I'm a big geek, so I've seen this movie. But he doesn't have the perspective to know if these other people, hey, do yeah. you guys know this movie? Because it's an old movie. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. You know, it's just, it, 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 it's a kick in the balls Dude, that movie, for those that, of us. That but was so fucking funny. It, it was great. But literally what he's saying is, I know this movie, I'm a giant geek, 
I'm too young to really know what everyone else's life experience right. is. So I just know it's an old movie. I don't know if you guys have seen this or not. I don't, I'm too young to have perspective, but I like it. He was awesome. He was awesome. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, just speaking about how great this movie is as a, as a total geek fest, there's a Star Wars call out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's literally like every geek in the world, oh, how do you fight the big thing when you're small? Well, you trip them up like yeah. on Hoth. Yeah. I mean, awesome. <laughs> it's pretty fucking great. Pretty awesome. Um, okay, so we got that. Uh, this Inhumans thing bothers me because you and I are caught up on S.H.I.E.L.D. We're watching yes. S.H.I.E.L.D. The Kree involvement on S.H.I.E.L.D. is pretty heavy at this point. I mean, literally, when I saw the, the blue packets, I was yeah. like, is it, is it Kree, Kree blood, no, you know? But stuff, it yeah, like. But they, they, they do try not to do that because, I mean, the production schedule of TV versus features is very different. How do we... What's going to go on with this Inhumans thing, Ian? Explain it to us. Well, so when we talk about the show, you know, we've had the Inhumans on the show for a while, and now the fact that the Inhumans is off the schedule, right. you know, which the is film. a little bit upsetting. Yeah, yeah. the film. Um, you know, what they're saving, you know, the Inhumans were originally introduced in the comics as it's the royal family, and then ultimately you get... Only recently do you actually really see much of other Inhumans. Right. You know, um, post-inhumanity. And even with that, it's really more about the, what they call the new humans. The inhumans that have recently been created because the Terrigen's all over the mm-hmm. place. Which they've done on the show. Um, I think what they've done a good job of in the movie is this acknowledgement that, hey, guess what? There are all these other people out there. Mm-hmm. They don't actually have to call out that it's, it's because of the show or whatever else. But superpowers are popping up. I actually love that this movie has a macro view of the MCU, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and actually gives us that this is happening in real time. Right. They actually say it's been eight years since Iron Man came along. And it's, it's Vision's monologue when he talks about you know, what's happened. And he talks about it as escalation. It's interesting because what we've discovered, you know, particularly, well, we, we, we've seen it actually in the movies right away at the end of Iron Man. You know, Nick Fury shows up. Did you think you were the only one? Mm-hmm. This is a bigger world. This is just our introduction to it through Tony Stark. But stuff's been going on. And if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you come to realize that stuff's been going on for a long time. Right. And, of course, like Ant-Man you know, and Agent Carter and, lends itself right. to that. Yeah. Well, I'm saying, we've seen that throughout all of it. You know, we've seen Peggy Carter and the founding of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they were doing stuff exactly. Ant-Man, he was doing stuff for years. Um, Thor... Yeah. You know, this stuff's been around a long time. Do, do people know about it or not? You know, but it's been there. Right. It's been around. So um, I, I, th- I think that, that's something that, you know, you have to recognize that there's this bigger world here. The difference is that up until now, I was going to say it's more secret. It's actually not so much about that. When you think about it in the context of Thor, it's that humanity wasn't in a place in terms of world governments and powers and abilities and the ability to actually do something about things like this. You know, you, you talk about things like the internet and just technology in general and how it's made it a smaller world. Well, everyone's aware of what happens. Mm-hmm. You know? If there was a disaster thousands of years ago that Asgardians caused, people just would have thought, oh, some natural disaster right. happened. You know? So, so that's sort of the macro of, of what we're seeing, you know, to put it in real-world terms. You know? In, in, in those real-world terms, you know, with governments having abilities now, I mean, one of the great things, I've said this before, one of the great things that they've done um, in the movies in general, and in particular, I thought, in the pilot to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., was this idea that 
suddenly you have all this technology, you know, you have these super soldier serums, you have ch Chitauri uh, technology running around, yeah. and integrating it all together. I guess they, I guess they collected all of that. Yeah, well, that, that, that's, yeah. What, that's what they've been doing consistently. Right. And, you know, you see that in, in Avengers 2, you see that in this movie, that other people, they scavenge the technology and they use it. Right. The bad guys are using it. You know, something I thought that was very, very clever um, in, in the first Avengers is this idea of, oh, yeah, here's this weapons. Well, we need a power source. Right. You know, so the Tesseract, you know, like, yeah, this technology has to work with an energy that we didn't actually and have. And the Tesseract is now in Vision's head or is it the Tesseract? Um, that became the mind gem in Avengers 2 the, in the creation of Ultron. Did they use the Tesseract for the creation? No, no, the Tesseract the, it, the Asgardians have. The Asgardians have. Yeah. Okay. And the Red Skull got... The Red Skull had it. Had it. Lost got, it. Got shot in this wherever. Right. Okay, the mind gem came from... The thing in Vision's head in 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 Age of in Age came of from Loki's staff. Loki's staff, which was which, which was a separate dream. It was a yeah, separate gem. Which, which, by the way, that was I, the mind gem. I happen to think that was the mind gem. That's my biggest problem with Avengers at the first movie. Thanos would never hand Loki one of the gems. Right. Does that doesn't make any sense to me in the in the overall view of Thanos mm -hmm. collecting the gems? I thought that was a little like, wait, what? You just gave him the mind gem like that. Yeah. Why? Why? Right. He's just some. He's barely even your minion. Why? Why to subjugate Earth? What? What is that about? Right. Okay. You know? So the mind gem that is vision was Loki's staff. The cosmic cube is the cosmic cube. Um, the we haven't we haven't yeah. seen all of them yet. No, yeah. we haven't seen all of them. I, yet. I, 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 I think the eye of Agamotto is probably going to be the sole gem in Doctor right. Strange. Okay. And then the one in uh, the one in Guardians was the. Power, wasn't it? Sure. Let's go um, with that. I suspect, you know, and we'll probably get one more in, in the other Guardians movie because right. that's going to be more Thanos-centric. Right. Um, but anyway, the point is that, you know, looking at, at the whole world, you know, and what they're doing, and I think it's very smart. So it's the modern times, you know, and governments have power and they have technology and all that, and so they're actually going to, you know, people are aware of all these things happening and they're looking to address it. So I think it's very clever. Um, as I said earlier... It's interesting, you know, post-Civil War in the comics, the new Avengers was a comic that spun out of, it was, you know, the team yeah. of Avengers that were anti the Registration Act. And so they've now set this team up. So I'm wondering, do we get that in Black Panther? You mm -hmm. know, I'm not sure I wanted that. I mean, I expect Black Panther to be its own movie. I Black Panther movie, yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, where do we see what they're doing mm -hmm. is the question. Yeah, you know? it's almost like the, the Black Panther movie should... I mean, obviously, the obvious choice is like the Reggie Hudlund run, where like they first yeah. came on the book and did the. Well, by the way, and, and we get Everett Ross in this yeah. movie. Mm -hmm. So, so again, to, for the listeners, um, Everett Ross is a character that was actually introduced in uh, in Christopher Priest's run mm -hmm. on Black Panther, which is a great run, um, and I actually think like Black Panther had had some runs previously. They had him as a teacher in right. the 70s for a while it didn't really make any sense but um but when he really got noticed as just having his own book it was actually popular and that's the character music. that um that martin freeman plays exactly yeah. so so now that they have this character so in the comics the way they introduced him is he's a state department official who becomes he calls black man for the client right and he because he comes to america and he's a liaison and it's pretty much the child does whatever he wants mm -hmm. and so he it's ross is just trying to deal with it Right. So the fact that they have in this movie, I mean, again, it's, this movie is so set up the Black Panther movie. I mean, like, he has to be in the Black Panther movie. That'd be awesome. 
Well, it's, Martin Freeman was hilarious. It, it, it's literally yeah. the, the only reason you, you have that character and you make him that character right. is because you're going to see him again. Right. So, yeah. So, you know, that's what I want a Black Panther movie. I, I think a Black Panther movie, you know, if we get some of these characters, it's cameos. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, but, yes, I would love... Look, it could easily say, you know, the other Avengers with, with Cap are off somewhere. Sure. You know? And would it be awesome to just do Winter Soldier in it? Would it be awesome. Right, and you then know? you have Claw, Andy Serkis is it. By the way, yeah. look, Tony has the technology. T'Challa can get it and use it. Right. If you don't want to make it about, you know, Tony and the Winter Soldier come together. One of the things I want to say in the movie that I actually really liked, um, it's one thing, you know, you have Tony, he had issues with his father. It's mm-hmm. flat out called out at the beginning of the movie. You know, every, they know that it's all about, uh, you know, it wasn't really Bucky, it was brainwashed. But when Tony sees what he sees at the end there... And it's so it's perfect. And, and I have to say this today, we're, we're recording this on Mother's Day, it's, he killed my mom. Yeah. You know? It doesn't matter. What, it was brainwashed or not brainwashed? It, it doesn't matter. He killed my mom. I'm going to kill this fucker. Does it trouble you that both this movie and Batman vs. Superman boil down to mother issues? I literally turned to, to a, a friend of ours, and as soon as he said that, I, was like, I went, Martha. Yeah. You know? Uh, no, it doesn't bother me. By the way... I love it as a meme. It's a great joke, the Martha thing. But I'm actually not as critical about that. Mm-hmm. Again, it's a great joke. Suddenly it changed. But no, in that moment, he recognized Superman as human in Batman v Superman. Yeah. You know, I'm fine with that. Does it bother me? It doesn't bother me because it's real. Right. Guess what? Most people either have mommy issues or daddy issues. And especially <laughs> when you're putting on a costume and beating the shit out of people. You probably you know, yeah. You probably have one or the other. You probably have both. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably, you're or probably, both. You, you probably got some fucked up shit going so, on. But, so the reason I'm calling out, what I liked about it is, well, clearly Tony has his daddy issues. I mean, that's seemingly yeah. what you think has defined everything, and it has. He doesn't have mommy issues. He has daddy issues. So daddy issues are confusing. Yeah. Mom, it's very clear. Mommy was supportive. He killed my mom. <laughs> that's not about, there's not even a question there. Right. There's nothing to think about. Right. That's not a mommy issue. Good that's point. he killed my mom. Yeah. I'm going to kill him. Yeah. So I actually, for me, I loved that. I love that it's not, you know, the dad thing. Well, dad was, you know, involved in Shield, and I had issues with dad, and I killed him. And I'm, you know, you want to even get into Oedipus complex of it on some level? I want to kill my father, you know, that kind sure. of thing. Fine, you know. But mom, that takes that's the that's next she level shit. Yeah. yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. You know, there's there's nothing. There's no coming back from he killed my mom. We'll see going forward. I mean, honestly, there doesn't need to be, other yeah. than, I, as I said, I felt that that technology's there. That's almost like they've set up the olive branch, right? right. I, I felt at the end of the movie, Tony has no intention of hunting them. Right. You know, that's why he, as he said he would, he... He's got the cell phone. He can but, literally... But I'm saying, yeah. and, 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 and Ross calls, and he puts him on hold like he said he was gonna. Right. He's not doing it. And he, he knows, whether he knows... Well, actually, I do think he knows he's been manipulated. Right. Did it matter in the moment? It didn't, but he knows. He gets it. It's not the right thing. They were in the right, and, you know, Bucky's not the villain. And Steve almost signed. Until Steve realized that, that Wanda, Wanda was being yeah. held prisoner, well, 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 Steve well, almost signed. Well, well, they played him well because yeah. they used Bucky. Right. You know? He did. But in that moment, that, that brought home the issue. I love how Steve almost signed because it was... 
just really damn good writing again. Well, again, and I said to you before the movie started, I said, you know, in the comments, it's very clear. It's about, you know, the individual rights and conscripting people and all that. But in this, just watching the trails, it's like, you know, it's hard to say whose side you're on. Yeah. You know, going into it, you understand the perspective of, all right, the, these things need to be controlled a little bit. And the punch you in the perfect teeth line that I never really agreed with in the trailers was handled so much better. It's so in the much movie. better. It's because so in, mo- in the movie in the trailers, I was like, well, that's it. Fine. Just, that's it just fine. seemed not like it's resentment. That's not where the line goes, I think, because mm-hmm. that doesn't seem like a nice response to what he just said. And then watching the movie, I was like, you guys are doing great. And by the way, even when they get into stuff again about you know, oh Howard and, and all of it, and, and, and again, as I said a few minutes ago. Tony has his daddy issues, his resentment, and, and Cap actually encapsulates a lot of them mm-hmm. because he looks at Cap and it's, this is, oh, all I ever heard from my father who I had major issues with is Cap, 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 yeah. Cap. It's like his daddy issues are right in his face all the time. Yeah. You know, it's, oh, you're right about everything. You know better than everything, you know. Right. That's what that is for him. It's awesome. You know, and, and, and it doesn't actually feel like it's a retread at all when it comes up again. Right. It's like that's there. That's that, that that's fundamental. Mm-hmm. That, that you know, their, their clash is going to happen. You know, I, I started saying before that I was worried going into this movie that uh, it hadn't been earned. But what I actually like is that as soon as they acknowledge that this is all happening in real time, I feel a little differently about that. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? It's eight years since Iron Man's been around. Um, Cap. And Tony now know each other, uh, what is Several it, years. five, six years? Yeah. I think it's five years. Sure. Um, just because we haven't seen everything doesn't mean that it's not there. I mean, because, you know, in the trailers, you know, it's like, oh, you know, the whole line, but, oh, you know, I thought we were friends. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, guess what? They know each other a while. Mm-hmm. It, it's not. It, it works. No, that, that line never troubled me in the movie. I was just worried, like, you know, it was only a couple of things, you know? It's not like in the comics, yeah. it's years and years of like, working Tony, together. Tony, you can have multiple friends. You well, can yeah. have friends for different well, reasons. Right, right. But, it's, but, but Tony Stark is egocentric enough that it's, right. you're taking a stand against me. Look, same thing, it's great. Falcon feels so completely upset and guilty about Rhodey and comes in. And again, great direction. Mm-hmm. Where he's walking over, oh, is he okay? And Tony just shoots picks him. the gauntlet and shoots him. Right. It's like, just fuck you. Right. Even though it was Vision's fault. Doesn't matter. Right. Right. Um, Ian. By the way, what? again, another great thing, speaking of that these guys and the hurt feelings and all this has happened, you know, little nod to that Spider-Man scene at the end, okay, after the credits yeah. with Aunt May where she says, oh, Peter has a black guy and what happened? You know, oh, you know who did it to you again? Oh, yeah. it was this guy, Steve. This guy from Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, no, you know, I gave back to, you know. It's, yeah. Uh, no, guys, the movie's really damn good. It's probably my favorite movie so far this year. I, I have to quantify that Zootopia is fucking amazing. Zootopia and the Jungle Book are amazing, but this movie, hey, it scratched that itch that I've wanted since uh, to have scratched since I was 12. Well, exactly. And again, going into the movie was kind of like, oh, this may be more of the same. It's not more of the same. It's way better. And we were hopeful, as you said, that Batman v Superman was going was gonna to really take care of that itch. Yeah. And there's a minute in that movie. I mean, you know, we both, we Some saw that together fight. too. We came out, that third act, to see the Trinity on screen. It's like, oh my God, look at that. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was okay. But this, yeah. this is just absolutely incredible. Pretty impressive. It, you know, that's the one thing that when you got to the first Avengers, and there it was, there they are on screen. Yeah. And it's so exciting. 
And this just ups it so much. Honestly, for as, as slow as Avengers 2 is, the opening of Avengers 2, there cool. they are fighting it. It's awesome. They're a team. Yeah. And they're working together. And it's great. And this, every step of the way, you know, it takes it to that next level. Yeah. No, this movie's awesome. Uh, are we going to do this again for X-Men Apocalypse? You know, I was not excited about that movie. And then actually in this movie, seeing the trailer, I was like, you know, it might not suck. Yeah, we'll definitely do it again. Dude, all you know? I, I got to see is new Jean Grey, new Scott Summers, new Nightcrawler. I, you know, and obviously my favorite mutant of all time, Colossus, has already been satisfied with and, Deadpool. Like, I'm excited for the X-Men, guys. And, and I have to say, you know, I don't think they, they should be... Depending all on one character, but you saw the claws. You saw the claws. You know, because they needed it. He and, needs to show up. And between you and I, I've seen more. Okay. Which is cool. I he's not just a, paw, a claw shot. Great. Great. There's, he had know. to be in it. I'm not saying he's a shit ton of the movie, but yeah. it's you, gonna you be know, cool. You know, I was disappointed that we weren't getting a cable in this movie. But the reality is, initially, Apocalypse, you know, yes. you, you don't get cable. Right. Um, and... There's certainly a way, you know, I felt, all right, so then you're going to get cable after, and you're never going to have that exchange. But the truth is, via exposition, acknowledging that it came from that is fine. Yeah. You know, I just would have loved a cable pop-up at the end. Well, with but, any of those movies, I have a wait-and-see attitude. I yeah. had a wait-and-see attitude here for Civil War. Everybody was telling me it was great. I was like, I'll wait and see for myself. I saw for myself. I fucking loved it. Can't wait to see it again. And, Ian, we're going to have you back for uh, X-Men Apocalypse. We have to. Yeah, just a few weeks away. Dude. Uh, Geekscapist, see you on the regular show. Love you guys. Uh, give us your feedback. We're around. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, all that stuff, okay? Leave a comment on our SoundCloud and let us know uh, what your thoughts were on Captain America Civil War. That was Ian. We'll see you uh, in a few weeks, buddy. Bye.